I'm Heather Roberts here with Congresswoman Lori Chavez Dreamer. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you are incredibly busy. Oh, thanks, Heather. I'm grateful to be here. Uh, we are busy, but I'll tell you what, there's nothing more important to me and I would imagine to most congressmen and women to talk to their constituents in their respective states. Well, you represent Oregon's fifth congressional district, which is really kind of a patchwork of economies, of populations. It's a, it's a very interesting, uh, newly drawn area. I, I'm really curious to hear how your recent visit to the southern border down in Arizona relates to the 5th District and to Oregonians. How, what was your goal in that visit? Well, thank you for mentioning the patchwork. Um, I can tell you from the beginning when those final lines were drawn, you know, it seemed a little unusual, unique. But I can tell you this, it's been quite interesting and exciting to meet the constituents of the entire district because we sit, you know, in an urban area, in a suburban areas, rural areas. But the issues are somewhat the same. As you know, Heather, I was served as mayor of Happy Valley for eight years and experienced maybe a little bit of all of that, you know, uh, very close to an urban area. We're in suburbia. But, you know, if you move to the outskirts of Clackamas County, there's lots of rural. So this felt pretty comfortable. And as I've moved through the district for the last really 18 months, I'm very excited to represent uh, Oregon's fifth district. And now I think it's the uniqueness of it is very cool. So that being said, um, when I look at what's important to most Oregonians and most people in the fifth district, it comes to the, the the basic reasons why I ran for office, understanding what the local issues are, understanding what what matters to people in their every single day lives. And it all boils down to the very same thing. Uh, they want their community safe. They want their roads safe. They want their children safe. They want their children to have a good education or access to that education as they move through uh, higher education and onto the workforce. Uh, the businesses uh, want access to local government as an ally, as opposed to an adversary. Uh, they want support amongst the local biz uh, government, and uh, they really want government to stay out of the way while you know the economy um, rebounds from what we've been experiencing over the last few years. So for all of those reasons, that's why I served as mayor. And that's why I think I was the best fit for Oregon's fifth district. Now, you asked me specifically about going to the border and why that stuck out to me. Well, I am, again, a mom of twin girls who are now 20, going to be 29 this year. Uh, I am not a grandmother yet, but I would imagine I will be at some point. I was a business owner and still am for the last 19 years and how business works. And I am also a former mayor for eight years. The drug crisis, homelessness crisis that we are seeing on the streets of Oregon are running through our communities. And it really doesn't matter if we're Democrats or Republicans. These issues are very visual to us. They're hard to understand. They're complex in the solutions. And I needed to see as a lawmaker from Oregon what other communities were experiencing and specific to that communities on the border. So I was invited by Speaker McCarthy, along with a new congressman from the state of Arizona, Congressman Juan Siscamani, who was also just recently elected. And along with us was uh, Congressman uh, Jen Kiggins from Virginia and um, Congressman Derek Van Orden from Wisconsin. Why do they care? Why did I care? People ask that question. Why would you go to Arizona border when your state is Oregon? Well, again, we unless we get our eyes on 
things, unless we get our ears open to what other people are experiencing, we're making laws that affect the entire country, not just our specific states. So I remember as mayor, I didn't like it when the county made decisions without me. I didn't like it when the state of Oregon made the decisions without me. And I would imagine uh, other states don't want me weighing in without getting my eyes and ears on them. So as you know, what we heard and what we were trying to address was what is our border uh, patrol experiencing? What are the businesses experiencing right on the border? What is the community as a whole afraid of? What was their what's their um, what's their answer to this open border drug crisis? And here's what we heard: we did a roundtable. We experiencing we experienced going up in helicopters uh, to see the border, to see right on the Arizona border, and what the terrain looked like coming over from Mexico. We were able to see um, the ports of entry and what they were experiencing, and then we were able to visit with law enforcement there to see what not only they saw with their own eyes, um, but we what we saw from the unmanned aerial. Um, um, I'm sorry, the unmanned aerial phenomenon that we go up and see, and we, you know, there's guys running it from behind Those the drones. Street. Yeah. The drones, well, they're bigger up. drones. Um, you know, they're, you would think they're kind of, kind of small, but they're not, and they're very expensive, but they give access to what we are seeing on the ground. And then that report goes out to who's on the ground and how can we, you know, uh, secure that border with that technology. I think that that's key. Um, to what they were experiencing. So we heard all of those things. When you were down there, um, you tweeted a video explaining kind of some of what you saw. And you mentioned specifically the fentanyl crisis. And this past week, you introduced or or have co-sponsored some new legislation. Help me understand how that all relates. The, The two new bills that you're working on to address the fentanyl crisis, how does that relate to that border visit? Well, what they asked us for was resources and help. Um, And one of the bills that I introduced was not only bipartisan um, and signed on to, it was also bicameral. And what that does is it allows state and local governments to purchase those containment devices to store those narcotics. Um, As it goes through the judiciary system, there's evidence of of what they're um, gathering. Um, We didn't have that uh, access before. The bill also is gonna provide for first responders and help them with that secondary exposure. Uh, I was in Oregon um, just a few weeks ago and I took a tour of the Home Depot. Uh, Within that visit, uh, one of the employees found a needle in the restroom of the office there, the Home Depot in Oregon City, and she she grabbed it, uh, taking it out of the toilet and she was exposed to fentanyl. Um, And then they had to call 911 for her. And now she was fine, but that isn't something that our business owners should be experiencing uh, while they're going to work every single day. So it only not only helps first responders, but it's also, you know, this bill will do that because they're the first line of defense when there's an overdose or there, we had something in the schools there in Oregon where first responders are there, our teachers are exposed. So this kind of bill will help them uh, with the asks that they are experiencing every single day. And so that's why I wanted to introduce something like that. Um, as far as the other bill, um, it's bicameral. I'm working with Representative Tony Gonzalez from Texas uh, and Senator Marco Rubio on, you know, this is killing our kids. It's killing everyday Oregonians and everyday Americans. We have to have a deterrence as when these drug cartels are serving up this drug and it's killing Americans, we have to have deterrence. And this bill will allow for that. Um, You're talking you know, about the one that basically, event. so if someone, 
sells someone fentanyl and that leads to an overdose death, that person who sold it could be charged with felony murder. That's correct. Okay. And that that's that is something we have seen kind of working through the court system, but this would would kind of solidify that. Yeah, again, I think it, we have to be uh, hard on this drug crime. It is killing our kids. Again, I think you've probably heard me mention over the last few weeks, uh, Oregon's 5th District experienced the largest fentanyl drug bust in Oregon's history. 150,000 pills, enough powder to kill the entire state of Oregon, 4.5 million people. We're experiencing that every single day. These border states uh, and these border communities are worried about the exact same thing. They're finding dead bodies. We talked to a rancher there on the Arizona border who they've owned this ranch in the family for since, since statehood of Arizona. And one of the things he said, it was, you know, we're tired. Uh, we don't know how to do this anymore alone. We're not understanding why the federal government isn't stepping up. We heard from mayors, we heard from supervisors there, which is their county commissioners saying, we're at a loss. We need the federal government's help. That's what these bills will do. It's a first step in solving this crisis. And I want to be a part of that solution. We are almost out of time, but I really wanted to make sure I had a chance to ask about uh, your thoughts on the 2023 Farm Bill. I know it's a it's a big thing. You're interestingly working with Representative Salinas. So we've got two Oregon congresswomen on the Ag Committee that are working through that. How do you think that process is going to go? Well, listen, it's a big farm bill that we're that we're going to be addressing. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just got our committees, you know, just several weeks ago. We're all getting um, into the committee hearings. This is going to be a large farm bill. I'm meeting with farmers throughout uh, Oregon and, and again, throughout the country, because this is going to affect everybody. One of the first things I wanted to do, though, was, was contact Congressman Salinas office and ask her uh, to put out this statement if she would be willing to do so, because we want to hear from Oregonians about what's important to them and how we can best serve them. And that's what's going to be addressed in this farm bill. Congresswoman Lori Chavez-Dreamer, I know there's a lot more we could talk about today, but we are out of time. I appreciate you talking with me and our listeners, and hopefully we'll be able to touch base again soon. Well, thanks, Heather. Uh, Anytime. uh, I would love to visit with you anytime that we can. Thank you again for what you're doing. You're listening to FM News 100 and 1110 KBND.